Welcome to Outlaw Sports Entertainment. This is Talking Trash with Whispering Eagle and the Outlaw Michael Tomsick. And we're going to kick it off right away with some notes and get right into things tonight. Well, I just want to we just want to congratulate Dana Brooks and her fiance, well, new fiance for their engagement. And it's always good to hear nice things about people and relationships. You know, a lot of things um, are not talked about in the WWE. You know, the fans look at WWE. They, I, 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 before we get like into a long thing, but a lot of fans really, how do I say this? Don't. Not not only it's like beyond. Uh, I, they I don't, don't get really, to see the back part of. They don't get to see the back side of it, but they're yeah. so enthralled into these characters and yeah. stuff and, and creations that they get so devoted in them that they don't realize that these WWE superstars and entertainers they have lives of their own. You know, you mentioned, and I want to say congratulations as well. But I was on on Facebook. Rock uh, Dwayne Johnson is on my Facebook link. And so, um, I had been, he has a bass farm that he's doing where he lives at. He's oh, gotten cool. into bass fishing and he's gotten, so I texted him and asked him, and, and so I don't think I've gotten a reply from him yet, but I just was curious if he did some fly fishing, because I've always wanted to learn fly fishing. And I, since he's a bass fisherman and he, he raises bass and stuff, a lot of people fly fish for bass. Yeah. You know? And, and I just think it's really cool to see these, uh, you know, an outside view of the rock. I mean, you don't, you, when you look at him as a person, he's got a wife, he's got a daughter, you know, he's, he's got a life. And it's the same, you know, with Dana Brooke and her fiancé. It's yeah. the same with, you know, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss and her fiancé. You know, so you guys sometimes out there, what I, I guess what I'm driving at my bottom line point is here, is Whispering Eagle and I, we're, we're, we're having WWE fans so we wouldn't be doing the show and we wouldn't be doing this podcast and we wouldn't be watching the shows we wouldn't be you know doing this for however long we've both been doing it over 30 years being fans and stuff but we also respect the fact that these people have an outside life and it's nice that they post because I mean they're constantly in the public view so it's, it's nice when we see nice stories like engagements and stuff like that marriages and relationships in the WWE that work and some relationships in the WWE don't work either. I mean, you got to think, these guys are on the road. Macho Man Randy Savage, Elizabeth. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about this, you guys. These superstars are on the road. Usually, except for this past year, has been really different. Right. But these guys are usually on the road almost all the time. WWE is not like football. It's not like basketball. It's not like hockey. It's not like baseball. There is no time off. Yeah, they unless, usually have unless, to drive their own vehicles right. too sometimes. You know, there's so they're traveling from town to town is weekly show, then they do the pay per views. I mean this is it's a rough business. Yeah. And that's why you see I mean, I think that's why you see a lot of relationships develop within the WWE with WWE superstars and entertainers as well. Because you know what, that's who they see. That's who they're around. I mean it you got to think about it. I mean, I mean, do you have any thought on it? Well, uh, you know, I, I've known a few professional wrestlers in my lifetime, but they've always just wrestled around here, you know, mainly. Uh, one of my friends, his name was Pasico, which meant uh, Jack, crazy man with a blade, you know, or something like that. But he was a big old guy, and he 
he wrestled. He had uh, actually, I got wrestled with bullet with a bullet in his head. He got shot a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, he he had a wife, and, and they, she was just as crazy as he was, man. You know, but but uh, they were they were perfect together. I, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's it's you know, looking at Triple H and. China, they were together right. for a while. Then uh, Triple H stepped out on China with uh, Stephanie, McMahon. Stephanie McMahon, and they got married, and they've been married ever since. Yeah, you know? I think seventeen years. Our last, possibility our of, last podcast, yeah. a couple podcasts ago, that, possibility that might be on them. the rocks. We yeah. never did get an answer from Stephanie, right. and I still haven't gotten an answer on the vaccine thing either. So Stephanie, we're calling you out again, Stephanie McMahon. This is the outlaw. Michael Tomsick, we like some comments on your relationship with Triple H uh, and about the vaccines in your live shows. And since I believe, I thought, I think in our last podcast too, and I, I hate to make corrections during another podcast, but um, I noticed that the TVs were still there. So I'm thinking maybe this this next SmackDown is actually going to be live with fans. And then Monday. And then Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff we need to talk about. I'm glad you brought up the engagement. I'm glad. I'm glad that you. Uh, and we like to say congratulations to people. So that's that's really awesome. And we'll move on. Uh, and Jimmy Uso, you've been a bad boy. <laughs> uh, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? You oh. need to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> off the yucky hole. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I wanted to really talk about this a little bit further too. Um. You know, you're again. Uh, here we're just talking about relationships again. You're in the public eye in WWE. You're you're constantly going to be under scrutiny. It's just like being if you're a movie star or anything else. I mean, you, you you're out there. You're you're what you do, and people are going to follow you. Your name's going to end up in the news. Someone once told me when I first opened Outlaw Sports Radio in 2002. This is what a, a person told me. They were a pretty high-ranking person in like media and publication. It doesn't matter what kind of publicity you get, whether it's negative or positive, as long as it's publicity. But I don't know. For Jimmy Uso, this could be different. This is his third DWI arrest. WWE is throwing a fit about it. Yeah, and he, he might could lose his job over and this. And this could put a squash into my prediction that the Usos will grab the belts yeah. at Money in the Bank. This could put a big damper on the storyline going on. You know, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to change the storyline already. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with this going I on... I could see possibly a month or two, maybe even a year suspension out of it. Well, the thing about it is, uh, I read the article, and this was actually his third offense, and he got off on the other offense. But, you know, they've gotten harder, and rules have gotten more strict on, like, the UIs and driving under the influence and stuff like that. And... <laughs> Someone's going to have to look at Jimmy Uso and the, and the problems in WWE. How does this reflect on the WWE? How does this reflect, you know, on everything? Uh, what kind of legal implications this is going to cause for Jimmy Uso? Uh, what is this going to cause for Jay and Jimmy as far as tag teams? I mean, we'll have to see how this story plays out, Whispering Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's bad because they usually, most of the time, they don't have insurance as a wrestler, you know. It's hard to get hard to get an insurance company that will take them because they are in a 
line of business that is very dangerous and stuff breaks easily, you know. So they self-medicate and most of the time it's either alcohol or drugs, you know. But uh, I think WWE, instead of really, uh, instead of maybe terminating him or whatever, you know, it's because of the storyline that's, that's going really well. Uh, they should uh, possibly do what they have, uh, like where I used to work at, whenever we had somebody that was uh, on drugs. Uh, send they, them to rehab? They would, yeah, they would actually send them to a drug rehab. They would pay for it and everything, you know, the, the company would. Yeah, well, like was said, we'll have to follow this story on future. Um, we're on, so that we're on the, we did it backwards. We did episode three last time. We call this episode two. So we're two weeks away from Money in the Bank, which happens on the 18th. So we'll have to see what kind of storyline. They have not announced any match for SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, something I think that will be addressed this Friday night on SmackDown. I think um, we haven't seen Ray or Dominic in the last past two shows. I think they almost have to show up this Friday night. I mean, it, I don't think you're going to go into Money in the Bank without having no tag team titles going up. But I think you're going to end up seeing... I My prediction was they would not drag out Omos and AJ versus the Viking Raiders, but that looks like the case too is... I'm going to discuss that here in a minute because I have some some updates and some notes that I saw this morning. So I think that is going to be the Raw tag team that you're going to see in Money in the Bank. I look for that to probably be officially announced this Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I seen there's a couple. There's a actual actual well match for the first night of uh, live wrestling uh, back. You know, back as live wrestling. Uh, Lashley supposed to be. Uh, putting this title up for grabs next Monday, isn't it? Or, or what? I don't know about Lashley. Uh, um, but there is. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, see. Uh, oh, Sheamus. I think Sheamus is supposed to put a title up. Uh, they're supposed to be pretty, a pretty good uh, show. There's a good. Night. So we can we can jump in. I don't know what other notes you had there. Oh, um, for uh, Rand, uh, Where's Randy Orton? <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton's Randy a good Orton. question. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to Randy Orton. There is no news feeds, no nothing about him. I looked under every bed, every bed frame, and every closet, and everything. That I cannot find it either. All right, well, I guess we're we'll putting a missing in person. Yeah, a missing person report out for Randy Orton. A wanted poster saying. Wanted poster. Wanted Randy Orton for missing wrestling for the past two weeks and not telling anybody what's going on. Well, it's been kind of interesting. Uh, We'll just try, kind of jump into it from there. So it's been kind of interesting. You want to talk about that, that uh, the whole Matt Riddle thing with him and uh, going into a match with AJ, ended up winning against AJ. Uh, but Matt Riddle does have a hurt foot from Omos, pushed him off the ladder, <laughs> and uh, AJ took effect. Now, Riddle is scheduled to go into the Money in the Ladder match yeah. at Money in the Bank. So, you know, I don't know. Does Matt Riddle take a match on next Monday night, right? Or do you think... I would let my ankle... <laughs> I mean, he did land on it pretty weird, but, you know, <clears throat> I would, I would if, if they were going to offer it for a rest, yeah, I'd take it. But, you know, uh, he said he said that he, after, uh, you know, just a week that he had the one healed, 
you know, that his first injury healed, but you know, from between Monday, well, no, they ain't been traveling, so I don't know. It, it, uh, it, I think I would wait until, you know. I think I would, too, and if he if he's going to wrestle somebody, I don't know who he would wrestle at this point. I would wrestle somebody low-key, low you know, <laughs> no, no, well, nobody there, major. There are some matches set up for Friday night uh, SmackDown, or I mean Friday night SmackDown, Friday night Raw. <laughs> So, Friday Night Raw has, the announcement was that the 12th will be the last taped show. So, this Monday Raw is going to be taped. Oh, it is going to be taped. So, I'm assuming this Friday Night Smackdown is taped, too. So, um, maybe this, maybe not, maybe this Friday will be live, I don't know. Um, I didn't go that far, but I I did, it is in my notes I wrote down. That the last tape show would be the 12th, so that would be the one coming up before Money in the Bank. So these were the matches that were slated that I thought of interest for that Monday night, and we'll talk about them. So Sheamus will go against Carletto, which is the one that busted his nose up. So Sheamus has not been anywhere found. The U.S. title, I don't know if the U.S. title will be put up or if this is just a match. I think they said the title will go up with... Uh, with that um, Ombrero. So it's possible we could see a U.S. championship uh, change. change. I I would think they would push that match into Money in the Bank. Uh, I would want all my titles being defended on Money in the Bank. They're trying to make Money in the Bank like a a huge WrestleMania show. So I would want all my titles. But if I'm going to predict a winner right now, I'm going to say if it is up for title grabs that Sheamus retains the title. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Seamus. But uh, well, one of my things, notes I have this uh, for this, the best match by far on Monday Night Raw was the Hurt Business versus New Day. That was a very good match. It was, was a very good match, and, and I like the end of it with Kingston uh, pinning MVP. Yeah. Um, but there's there's probably going to be some fallout to that next week. Um. As we go into the last taping of Monday Night Raw, I haven't seen any more matches, but no, you're you're absolutely right. That was an excellent match. Um, the rivalry and the storyline that they're creating for this is is becoming quite interesting. It will be going. Um, I had a poll out that I'm doing weekly on my Twitter, you guys, and I had quite a few do it. So let me tell you on that one. Um, I had it up, and. Most of the people are still voting for Lashley to retain. It was about 80% to 20% on Lashley retaining on that. Um, and is still, uh, so Lashley versus Kingston at Money in the Bank as well. So uh, my, my prediction right now still stands that Lashley is going to retain the title in the Money in the Bank as well against Kofi Kingston. I believe you're on the other side of that, though, and you want Kofi Kingston to win. Yeah, I want Kofi Kingston's team to win. Yeah, I want Kofi Kingston to win against Lashley. I, I don't like Lashley because it's, it's to me, he's, he's a political champion. I mean, uh, not that he ain't good because the man is, is good and he's built like a brick house. Yes, he is. He's awesome. But the thing is, he got his got his championship during 
the his Black History Month, and during the time that we were having a lot of political stuff go on with, uh, you know, um, a lot of news about the police getting, you know, killed and the blacks feeling like they're not being uh, highlighted enough in, in life, which is awesome, which is, which is, it was true, some of it is true, but to me, WWE has always been, and, and all other wrestling organizations, it's always been fair to everybody. They gave everybody a chance at the titles, at the titles. But, and I actually think that he was, he's a political champion. But until he wrestles somebody, I mean. Uh, well, just in my opinion, he hasn't proven anything to me. Exactly. Political or not, um, I don't know. His push in the championship and his defenses of his championship so far, as we've mentioned and prior podcasts have all come from cheating. Yeah. Um, so, in my opinion, he's not defended right. the title against Drew McIntyre. He's not, you know, he, even with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods right now, doesn't seem like Bobby Lashley can do it himself. You know, that does kind of work me, but I think that Bobby Lashley will retain because I think uh, more news about, which was going to be another note of mine coming up in the show, was that... Mm. <laughs> Paul Heyman was out in an interview saying about Brock Lesnar possibly coming back during live shows. Um, and the match that all fans and WWE people have been waiting for would be Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And that would be a hell of a match to put out at SummerSlam. Yes, it would. And it would prove me, prove me wrong about Bobby Lashley, too. Because Brock Lesnar is a real champion in my book. He's... <laughs> He's put up the fight. I mean, he's actually, you know, done, done, uh, uh MMA, MMK, you know, uh, martial arts, MMA. And, uh, Bobby Lashley's done the same thing. That would be, yeah, that would be a damn good match right there. Have them both go into that ring and pit fight, you know, or something, you know. Uh, I think it's gonna, I think that's what the WWE is aiming for. And that's, that would be my only, that would I, be a good one. But another thing I'd like to see, but, but, the thing I want is, see, whenever uh, whenever Roman Reigns became a uh, heel, heel, he became a, a, a Paul a Paul Pauly Davis, Pauly guy, right. Pauly guy, and with him being a Pauly guy and Pauly's main dude was Brock Lesnar. Was Brock Lesnar? I'd like to see Brock Lesnar come back and say, "Thank you for holding uh, for uh, sitting in my chair." But it's my turn now and take on uh, Roman Reigns for the title and take his title back. I want to get, we're going to get into that discussion here in a little while. Yeah, we're not on SmackDown right now. <laughs> we're not on SmackDown. So you guys just hold on for a minute because I do have a note on this. And Mr. Eagle's jumping ahead of me here. He's He's got me on the game. I'm a psychic. <laughs> he's psychic. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about a couple other matches that are going to be on Raw. So it is uh, Amos versus Eric and AJ versus Ivar have been. Uh, slated for Monday Night Raw the 12th. So any, I would pick Omos, and I'm, I'm going to say Omos, and then I'm going to say Ivar. Yeah. So I'm going to say one win on one side and one loss on yeah, the other side. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting, I, to say the least, especially with, with Omos. You know. Well, one thing I did notice because Omos, when we were talking about uh, the push with, so they did a segment where they had all the people in the Money in the Bank so far 
that were on Monday Night Raw in the ring because Big E wasn't there. So they ha- only had the superstars from uh, Monday Night in the Raw. So it was Ricochet, and I wrote this down because last time I forgot. It's Morrison. Uh, it was um, McIntyre and um, Riddle. So those are the four guys from Raw that are in the Money in the Bank. Now Big E and um, Owens have now made it from SmackDown. So we'll, we'll get to SmackDown because there's two qualifying matches I want to talk about. They're going to be on SmackDown. So those are all the people in Money in the Bank right now. But what I wanted to say about the whole thing is there was an incident between Omos and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre... Drew McIntyre did manage to knock Omos yeah. out of the ring. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I was like excited about that. I was a little that. bit surprised. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I was, woo, boy, I mean, that, that really showed some, uh, to me, that showed some courage on Omos. As, as, uh, as uh, uh, Cactus Jack used to say, that takes testicular fortitude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to mention, this is going to be Omos's first singles match. Yeah. Um, I think, so you were talking about, not to, not to get off your subject, I do want to talk about the Brock Lesnar and Lashley, or Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, but I think another match that could be slated for SummerSlam, if they really wanted to go that direction, would be Omos versus Lashley. That would be awesome. And I think that's a, I think that's a match. Matter of fact, I'm going to put a poll out, you guys, on Twitter. See how many of you guys would like that match at SummerSlam. Yeah, that would that so would be I, awesome. I think that would be, I think that's like another even, way that could go. even email your vote in to WhisperingEagle2 at gmail.com or TheOutlawMTomsick at Yahoo.com. You guys can contact me uh, through my webpage, also at www.mtomsick.com. And Whispering Eagle's back on Facebook and stuff, so you guys can contact them there. Um so another match that has been confirmed for Raw is Jim Morrison versus Ricochet. Yeah, next week's match is going to be really interesting because it's false count everywhere match. So who's your prediction in that? Ricochet. Ricochet. I I I'm kind of tired. Ball, that boy's got balls balls as as big as the Giants. I I do like Ricochet. I think. A lot of people have not been mentioning him too much. In fact, in the last podcast, I forgot he was even in the Money in the Bank match. Sorry, Ricochet. And I think a lot of people might be overlooking him in this match. Though, I would say if he did win the Money in the Bank, I mean, that could be some interesting. I'm going to have to put some odds. I did put some odds out. So, out of all the four people from SmackDown that people voted for at this week that they thought would be the main person that would possibly end up with the Money in the Bank briefcase actually was Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But I have an issue with that because if he does get Money in the Bank, that means, and I'll talk about this too, that means he couldn't go after Bobby Lashley if Bobby Lashley retained Yeah. because... That was their stipulation, so I don't think he'd be able to cash it in on Bobby Lashley. So that means he would either have to cash it in on an NXT or Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns is still the champion at that time exactly, as well. Yeah, but, but he said he could. But the stipulation, <laughs> as long I mean, it didn't say nothing about uh, the money in the bank thing. All it says is from you know 
from now on, from that right, day if he on, was champion, right? As, still yeah. champion, so he so, could lose the title. Then yeah, Drew McIntyre could cash it on whoever. Right. right. It'd be kind of ironic for Drew to do that since Miz wouldn't was that losing. be funny? Yeah, since you know, and they mentioned that during the thing too. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of another one. I'd like to another thing I'd like to uh, uh, talk about is Nikki Cross. What about your world championship match? Yeah, Nikki, we called you out last week, and we're going to continue to keep calling you out because you absolutely should set up set up a match. You were promised that match. Um, it looks like they're going to probably overlook it until the Flair and Ripley match in Money in the Bank, and that's actually, I wanted to talk about that match a little bit too, and the eight-woman match that Nikki Cross was involved in, and the fact of, a particular wrestler that you and I have been talking about, Eve Marie and Dewdrop. Yeah. So this, I'm going to kind of try to combine this all in a huge <laughs> segment here. Yeah. So there was um, Nikki Cross. If you guys remember, she beat Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair in time matches a few weeks ago. She came out and she said, whoever won the last pay-per-view that they were both on, would defend the title against her. So Nikki Cross's do a title match. That's why Whispering Eagle keep calling out Nikki Cross and keep telling her she needs to ask for this title match. Maybe we'll get it on Monday Night Raw. I tried I to message her, but she don't accept messages. Yeah, tr- so I'll have to comment it. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're, we're like, we're wanting Nikki Cross to step it up as her superhero, almost a superhero. Yeah. Um, whatever this is going on. Um, but she did get pinned by Nia Jax, though. Yeah. And, anyway, Nikki Cross, you are due that title shot. You deserve it. You were promised it. I would ask for it. But this culminates to this whole thing with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair going into the Money Bank, because they came out on Monday night, Raw both limping, faking injuries, had this little showdown, and, um, you know, it, it's all culminating to this Money in the Bank match to them. Um, I had a pull out on Flair and Ripley this week, and Ripley is ahead a little bit. Um, it's about 70-30 right now in Rhea Ripley's favor as far as my polls on Twitter. Uh, she's, uh, uh, of course, you know, Charlotte Flair is my favorite in that. So. But I love, I love that little match, that little fling that they had uh, this Monday night with the... Uh, the crutches. The crutches. I thought that was kind of kind of funny. But, you know, uh, they're letting Rhea get a little bit too far over on Charlotte. Because, you know, Charlotte is the queen. And, you know, I think Rhea's, Rhea's putting her in her place, yes. But I think they're letting her get a little bit too uppity in her uh in her world. I think they need to uh, knock her down, knock a, her down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, right now, I would have to agree with you that Charlotte Flair, This, I think they tried to take her to a heel persona, um, but I don't think the heel persona is really working for Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair started out as a heel, though. Yeah, but for, I don't know, just for some reason, this persona that she's in, to me, it just doesn't really fit it's her. not her, you know, you know and, and you know, what, and what's bad and what's funny is her dad was... A heel all his career. He was never, I mean, never a, a face. And people loved him. People still love him. 
to this day. Well, my advice for Charlotte Flair, and since you're a Charlotte Flair fan, and this is outlaw advice to Charlotte Flair, I've been mentioned. I'm going to keep mentioning podcast. They need to develop the four horsewomen. Yes. And this is why I want to mention this eight women's tag match that was pretty awesome too. But the thing about it is, if you develop the four horsewomen, there's so much. Storyline. I mean, you could steal your dad's storylines. You could. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much you could do with in creative writing with that. Because there's actually wrestlers from back in the, your dad's day. Their kids are wrestling now. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, and there's just so much. I don't understand why WWE is not going down this road. I don't know why the fans aren't are clamoring for it. You know, I I'm still in a little bit awe. I think what the problem is here is. Factions are old. NW, look, we had the NWO versus WCW, okay? And we had D-Generation X versus WWE, okay? Those two, those, those, oh. <laughs> two, those two factions were freaking awesome. I mean, I was even an NWO fan, and I hated the NWO, but I still, I still was a fan of them because... Because my boy um, Diesel, you know, and uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, those guys were, I love those guys. They were awesome. And Hulk Hogan, he was my hero for a long time. Uh, but WCW was my favorite organization at the time, too. I like WCW a lot, too. And uh, I would have to agree with you. NWO was one of my all time favorites. But I will be a long time, forever, Degeneration X, yeah. Rebel fan, and as Triple H and everybody would say, just suck it. I used to be an <laughs> avid bowler, and every time I got an X, I did the old Degeneration <laughs> X, Triple I know. X. Here we are in our 50s, and we're like still being yeah. like kids. Woo! I'm sitting here in my seat. I know you guys can't but see I can me. But I can no longer do the bowlings because my legs are gone, but not gone, but they're gone. You know, <laughs> They went south on me. But anyway, yeah, it. Yeah, you can be I right. I think the world, you know, the world. But look at AEW though. AEW is a fast upcoming organization, and the entire organization is nothing but faction. Well, I don't really want a faction. What what I what I would like to see is the development of the four horsewomen. But the four, four horsemen was a faction. Yeah, I guess you could consider it a faction, but what I would like to see the development of it and the storyline, I just think, I I mean, why not? You know, maybe factions aren't really popular. A&W is all into it. I realize that. I think the fans could love it depending on who the women would be in the group. It also, takes, the a, it, it also takes a background building. Yeah, you know, you got. Well, that's you probably got, why they don't want to write anything. Yeah, like like the writers, it has to be a damn good writer to to build something. Look, Eric Bischoff came up with one of the best organizations in the world in WCW, and that was the NWO. I mean, he he took that. They they made more money off the NWO T-shirts than they did the. Did the uh, shows themselves just about, you know. Yeah, and I think it's that way with a lot of things, and that's why I think the Four Horsemen would work. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want to mention, too, so in, in this, um, I'll, I'll move on, but, yeah, I, I am, I'm an advocate for the Four Horsemen. Yes, I am Four Horsemen, or even Ric Flair bringing back 
his own his own faction again. I really don't want creating the four horsemen. But there is nobody in my book on there worthy of a four horse except for Randy Orton. Worthy of a four horseman uh run. Uh, were, right right Right, I like to work. I don't as a think. Force. I don't think. Um, as far as Ric Flair goes, I think he need. I, I love Ric Flair. Don't get me wrong. Huge Ric Flair fan, um, but I, I don't want to see him on Monday Night Raw anymore. <laughs> he's 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 he should be retired and done with it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So I'm gonna kind of keep going. We are in the middle of our recording, and uh, we would like you all to invite you all to try out Anchor. For your podcast needs, uh, you may you, it's one of the funnest things I've ever done. This is my first time ever doing this with my old buddy John. Uh, John, Michael, John, who's John? John <laughs> <Michael>. Cena. <laughs> but my old buddy Michael here. Uh, this is my first time ever doing it, and I enjoyed it. I used to actually uh, use another or another one, but. Anchor is the best one, and you get paid for it too. If you get a lot of, if you get get a lot of uh, people watching you, it can it can it can become profitable for you. So, yeah, try out Anchor. Anchor is the funnest podcast thing you can ever use. I like it. I don't even have to do a promo now. But I don't know. I might have switched my name to John there. Yeah. I don't know. What am I going to call? What John gonna... Michael Conte. <laughs> John anyway, Michael Thompson. No, it is the outlaw Michael Thompson, trust me. <laughs> anyway, um, so you guys, yeah, um, thanks for doing the, the promo there for Anchor. And, yeah, we love using Anchor. We're also glad to all the people that have been listening to us on Anchor. We're also Shopify, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. You guys, come to my out- – I've had more people coming to my Outlaw Sports Entertainment page on Facebook uh, responding to my polls and stuff. So, you guys, I really love it and appreciate it. And so, um, I am still later. I don't want to talk about it right now, but I am going to have been mentioning I'm going to try to be opening up the phone lines. And we may not, I don't want to say too much, but we may be having a new sponsor as well on the show coming soon. So, uh, a lot of good news for us. And, yeah, the more you guys listen, you do help us out. We do get some money from you guys listening to us and so we appreciate it um not like we're getting rich or anything so don't worry guys yeah <laughs> if we do get rich we'll let you know <laughs> and we'll be doing you it may not the- get rich right <laughs> off <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of like you know uh, uh youtube you start out low but you know later on if you get the plan if you get plenty of people watching you you can make them i know there's some guys <laughs> on there that i know are making them living doing it oh yeah it's lots of fun but uh let's bring eagle and i here we're we're doing this for we're fun doing right this now. for fun and, and entertainment and uh just let you guys know I, I i don't mention this a lot and since we're halfway through the shows i do want to mention that all the shows are sponsored by my company tom stick media and production company uh i have relicensed outlaw sports entertainment which was has been around since 2002 going on 19 years um, we've done a lot of stuff with Outlaw Sports Entertainment, Outlaw Sports Radio. You guys can look it up on the radio, or I mean, on the internet if you want. Um, but I have some more stuff coming up, uh, other podcasts and stuff that uh, Whispering Eagle may be involved in or not. Um, it's up to him. But uh, this show, I'm completely 
planning to continue it until we cannot continue it anymore. Which hopefully will be never. Anyway, yeah. that's my two bits. Um, so let's move. You got any more notes on, on Raw? No, or not on Raw, no. I, okay, I, so I, just... I want to move to SmackDown and I want to, we'll, we'll jump into where you left off. So Paul Heyman and I, I want to mention Roman Reigns. So I had a person on Facebook again and I appreciate you guys coming on Facebook and communicating with me and stuff. I wish I could, um, I'm hoping eventually I give you guys phone numbers and call in and then we can like really discuss these things. So, this person texted me on Facebook and said, no one can beat Roman Reigns. No one. I said, okay, I'm going to list five people that I think can beat Roman Reigns. So here's my list, guys. Fiend, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and Jamar Mahal. That was my list. Got any thoughts? Omar. And Omos, yes. Yeah, Omos. Omos and Crowbar from the big guy. Okay. From, uh, you know, that. I think he, you know, I think they need to start working with him. That guy, he's, he's pretty, he's big. And, uh, anyway, guys, but I, with Vince McMahon's love for big people, they need to start working with him. Uh, Jamal, unfortunately, I don't like the guy, but. Yes, I think he's. I I think. I think. I personally think Jamal should go up against Sheamus, but yeah. since we moved on to SmackDown, I've already asked the question. Yeah. I threw Jamal's name in there and Drew McIntyre in there because Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns have already had a pretty good. Jamal's come back, and I think um, his showing against Drew McIntyre was fairly good, even though his his two side buddies did jump in. Um, he showed me a lot on Monday Night Raw, and I think he would be a formidable person to go up against Roman Reigns. Yeah, now, if, if he can go to SmackDown to do it. He can go to SmackDown. Well, that would bring up, you know, the other people I put on it. So, Kevin Owens, I wanted to mention, did a phone call to Paul Heyman and told Paul Heyman on the telephone, I'm not done with Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's another one of my picks. That's my boy there. So, I yeah. absolutely think... Kevin Rob- Owens is my favorite. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, you guys, the history, they, they had a few matches, title matches, and they were non-disqualification. And Roman, yeah, he beat Kevin Owens, but he had to go to pretty dramatic, dramatic measures to do that, including handcuffing Kevin Owens yeah. to something. I mean, and hitting him with a golf course. Yeah. I mean, this, this was the match, and even though... Roman Reigns did retain at that time. I I thought the feud wasn't over at that time. Yeah. And and I think Kevin Owens is an absolute threat now that he's entered into the Money in the Bank. Now, I don't know if Kevin Owens will win Money in the Bank, but if Kevin Owens does win Money in the Bank, do you think Kevin Owens picks Roman Reigns, or do you think he picks Bobby Lashley? Uh, It depends on which one that 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 in your heart you feel is the most... Coveted. I mean, you know, look, you got the W, you got the, uh, the WWE World Championship in Raw, and then you got the Undisputed Championship in SmackDown, which is a created title. I mean, I go with the House Brand title myself, you know, but my other two picks to be Roman Reigns would be Brock Lesnar. 
And that, and you're absolutely right. So Brock Lesnar coming back, tapping on Roman's shoulder and saying, "Hey, buddy, you're in my seat." That would be. I mean, that would I be, can see the show explode yes. from that. Could you? Could you see a storyline work? Off of, my God, five or six storylines could work off of that. But we are also passing up. Don't forget, you and I are getting excited about it. Collins. But we do have Roman Reigns versus Edge at Money in the Bank in yeah. my. My polls at this time still have Roman Reigns leading in that. It's about 50-50, though. Yeah. So, um, actually, the one I checked before I came here was 50-50. Um, and you got Seth Rollins sitting in the background. Yeah. Um, so, I want to go into that. So, this Friday night, there's two, two qualifying matches to finish out the Money in the Bank participants. So, it would be Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Yeah. So, who's your pick? Seth Rollins, uh, Cesaro. Of course, Seth Rollins is going to cheat, but if it's all legal, Cesaro. See, this is an interesting twist, and I'm I'm wondering, just wondering. So I want you guys, WWE fans, to think about this. If Cesaro wins and he's entered into the Money in the Bank, and he won Money in the Bank, would it just be so weird that he cashed in on Roman Reigns? That would be pretty awesome, especially if he, after after the battle him and Edge would have. Right. And if he won, yeah, I can see that happening. Now, but I the think, problem is Rollins would step in to stop it because he thinks he needs that title. Well, this is kind of interesting. I, and you're going to pick Cesaro, but I'm actually going to go with Seth Rollins because I think Seth Rollins needs to be inserted into the Money in the Bank match. If if Cesaro is going to win this match and go to the Money in the Bank, then who does Seth Rollins face at Money in the Bank? Uh, okay, then I'm going to say that you have to send Seth Rollins after Apollo in the Intercontinental title, because where else do you send Seth Rollins? Well, we got Big E for that one, though. Yeah, but Big E's in the Money in the oh, Bank yeah, match right. already, so he's not going to wrestle Apollo, I doubt. Right. At, so, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean... Like I said, I wish they would go back to the old format where the pay-per-views for, for titles only and for grudge matches because it's so hard to figure out how to what what's going to be in the middle. Because the, the, the one that's, if, if Seth Rollins wins and gets into Money in the Bank, then Cesaro and Seth Rollins would be, uh, wouldn't be, wouldn't happen. Or if uh, Cesaro got in there, then the Seth Rollins and uh, Cesaro wouldn't happen. But if Cesaro gets in there, then, you know, I don't I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a complex it's, game. Yeah, but, you know, and, and Seth Rollins is a moneymaker that you want in, in any show that you have. But the problem is there's nowhere to put him because you don't know where to put him. There ain't, there, he ain't got a grudge with anybody. But Cesaro, and if... Well, if him or Cesaro win the thing, there ain't going to be no match between them. Well, know? that's why this, uh, to me, this is a really interesting match on Friday Night SmackDown. Who's going to win this? I'll put up tonight when I get home, I'll put up some more polls for this. Um, most of the people on the poll I put up last week had Cesaro, like you. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins and inserting. And then what I would say is put Cesaro against Apollo at Money in the Bank for the IC title. Mm-hmm. That, that would be what I would do as a creative writer. But if Cesaro should win, 
and goes to the Money Bank. There is another possibility with Seth Rollins, that is to have Becky Lynch show up, and him and Becky Lynch kind of go evil together. Yeah. And I, I, this is another one that I'm really stuck on with the four horsewomen on Raw. I'm stuck on this one on Raw. I want this to happen. I think the WWE fans would love it. I, I, as a creative thing, I mean, people already know they're married. We were talking about relationships and WWE. It would just be cool to see Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins work together in the ring. Yeah. And kind of be bad guys. Yeah. Or, and I'd, and I'd like to see the bosses get in there with them. You know, Triple H and, and, uh, and uh, Stephanie. But, you know, it, it, play off your, uh, your, uh, your little, uh, your little crybaby thing. Uh, you know, your little divorce thing here. And, uh, if, if, say, if you guys get in the ring with uh, them and they defeat you, then you guys, Go your separate ways, you know, or whatever. Oh, have like a yeah. <laughs> yes or no match. Yes, we get a divorce match. We, yeah. When you get divorced, if you lose, you don't. Yeah, we might be getting a <laughs> divorce, divorce match. But let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I if, like this concept. If, if they win, they stay together. But if we win, we'd get a divorce. Well, the only thing is, I don't think um, there was a comment from Stephanie McMahon, and she was on an interview. I uh, was. They were asking her about the company, and and on another interview. And the, I forgot the person's name that asked her, but he did actually ask her if we were going to see Stephanie McMahon in the ring. And I think after the last outing with uh, Ron, Ronda Rousey and her arm, I don't think Stephanie's at she any point at this time <laughs> does not want to step into the ring because her answer was, you're not going to see me wrestling in the ring anytime soon. And as far as Triple H, uh, he's already had a feud with Seth Rollins in the past. Uh-huh. So I, I couldn't see another really feud with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. And remember, Seth Rollins also turned face at that time, too. If there was going to be a feud restarted up with anybody that has not been finished between Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, it would have to be with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, right. and Ronda Rousey, because that started way back yeah. ago at a WrestleMania, and it was never concluded or never ended. Right. Because, you know, The Rock didn't really wrestle, and... Ronda Rousey wrestled for a while, ended up becoming the champion, and then the whole thing was Stephanie McMahon, and then left the company uh-huh. after she got beat in the triple threat match by Becky Lynch. Yeah, but we, we we all know why that was, so she could get with her uh, her husband and uh, start a family, though you know. So the other match on qualifying match for the last spot on SmackDown is going to be what did I say? Oh, it is. Um, I wrote over my notes. <laughs> I'm doing good. Oh, boy, he's looking at that. What is with that? Uh, um, um, the them not having the women wrestle for a position in the uh, money in the bank for the past couple of weeks. We've had uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville come out and appoint two women to the uh, Money in the Bank match, and they never had to wrestle for it. Uh, My prediction for Friday Night SmackDown on that is that uh, it's probably going to happen again. But I do think Liv Morgan, and Mm -hmm. I want to mention I did a poll on that, so 81% of the people thought that Liv Morgan will end up in the Money in the Bank 
18% thought that she wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I did a poll Liv on that. Liv Morgan. Oh, that's another one I lost. She's got a boyfriend, too. So, <laughs> so before we move, I, want, I do want to talk about that. Um, so the, the match, the other qualifying match was Nakamura versus Baron Corbin, who has been on a rough patch as of lately. Yeah, they even I, took his king away from him. He ain't even king on the raw, raw there was roster actually, anymore. There was actually a, a uh, and the storyline goes, that they, WWE filed for a patent for Happy Corbin. I don't, I don't know right now what they're doing with Baron Corbin. I mean, they've got him on this downward spiral. That people kicking him when he's down. I actually feel bad for the guy. I mean, I, 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 he's I, I want to go be his friend. I think he needs to go into professional acting because, man, he's got me feeling bad for him. I don't know, he's feeling bad for yeah. I mean, I don't know. Baron Corbin, this is the outlaw Michael Thompson. I'm perfectly willing to get out my Harley, yeah. roll up on some Harleys with oh, you. Let's, <laughs> that's right. By the way, I'm a, we're fellow Missourians. Right. He's part of. He's a Kansas City, Missouri boy. Yeah, with me, you, him, and uh, 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 Randy Orton, you know, all hang out together. Yeah, oh, there we go. We're we're, we're we're down with it, Baron. We're we're inviting you. Even Kane, Kane was a, is a Missouri boy too. You there know, we go. See, we, we got an outlaw group going. Yeah, and yeah, we grab some there bikes. We we'll grab grab some. Now beers. we just need my legs to work. We could all become. The Missouri Horsemen. There we go. <laughs> See, Baron Corbin, the Outlaws are invite you to our Outlaw Club. Um, anyway, Baron, I, I I feel bad for Baron. I do. I don't like the storyline they're going with Baron, no, but he is playing I, it well, and, I, and he's taking it very well from being somebody who's uh, one of the top heels in pro in WWE, and now he's one of the top. <laughs> Crybabies in the WWE. Well, I kind of hope they're it pretty well. I kind of hope they do turn Baron into kind of a good guy. Um, but as far as this match goes with Nakamura and him as as qualifying Money in the Bank, Corbin can still wrestle, and he is a good wrestler. And he's a brute brute wrestler. Um, Nakamura, I've been disappointed in Nakamura to be really interested ever since they brought in this guitar player with yeah. him. Forgot his name or whatever. Well, I like his guitar playing, but that's about all I yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guitar player, but he does, as far as I know, he doesn't wrestle or anything like that. Um, I think Nakamura probably will win the qualifying match and end up in Money in the Bank, and I don't think you'll see Corbin there. Um, I think this is another thing that we could do with Corbin right now. Go put him up against Apollo for the IC. Yeah. Because he could also maybe stand up to uh, Jamez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Namez, however uh, you pronounce his name. Zero or zero, zero, yeah, zero. Commander Zero, Zero, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, to me, I, I would write. I don't, I don't like Yakamura anyway, very much myself. I don't like that, you know, waving bull crap that he does. I don't. I, just never I liked him before, but I'm I never liked to like him less and less. But I like. I've always liked. I didn't like Baron Corman either. But the thing about him was, is he. He was a tough guy, you know, but he, he he came in as a heel, and he's been a heel ever since. And but he's one of the top heels. But I, I kind of like him now, and I think that that they should try to face him, put a face on him, and put him in the WWE. You know, try to build a new John Cena out of him or something. You know, well, I think what I would do with Baron Corbin is I would switch him to a face, and like I said, I would maybe I don't know. 
who I would put him with. Because, you know, back... That's what's missing out of wrestling. Is the faces. Is the is the face like John Cena, a face like Hulk Hogan, a face like The Rock. Uh, and he was even a, a, a heel. He's still a heel... But everybody likes him, you know, but he's still a heel. He's one of those like like Ric Flair. Well, like, we've, we've know, talked about that in character, too. Some people can play both sides yeah, and, and, and do At the lot. same time, I mean, right. you know. But uh, John Cena did the same thing. He came in as a heel, and then he then uh, he's another one said, can, wait a minute. Right. The kids love this guy. Let's make him a good face. And he's another one that can play both sides. Oh, man, yeah. But if he was to go face, I mean, if he was to go heel, it would hurt a bunch of kids' hearts, man, because they love him, you know. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned John Cena because in my list earlier I did not mention John Cena. And the only reason I didn't is because I thought they were building to a match with John Cena. And so rumors, again, John Cena and The Rock also rumored to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Yeah. Still, but no confirmation on that. Well, so. I have heard that. It's a con- it almost is a confirmation of John Cena and uh, him at uh, and Roman Reigns at uh, SummerSlam. There has to be a solution to beating him, and I think John Cena is one of them. But yeah. I also think his cousin The Rock would be a good match for him, also. And we could have Money in the Bank in play by SummerSlam too. Yeah. So I think they do Money in the Bank match before. We- okay. So this is my question. You think Roman Reigns wants his match with uh, Edge before Money in the Bank happens or after? I would say... I would do it before the match. Before, yeah. <laughs> that way you don't have to worry about who's holding the Money in the Bank. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, just a, yeah. a suggestion for you, Roman yeah. Reigns. Uh, you know, but you know what would know be interesting? Is if one of these next two, ma- uh, next two shows that... or. Uh, one show. One show. This next show, that one of the uh, the two where they filled up the last two slots, one of them be John Cena came in. Actually, you're right. There are two shows. Yeah. There. So there'd have to be, uh, there'd be a good, that would be a good thing. When they say, that, and our next opponent is, ding, 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 ding. And then, you know, the John Cena theme comes, and all the kids, ah! Well, you got, the, you got this Friday night, which is already pretty much, and you got Monday yeah. Night Raw, which is on the 12th, which is pre-taped. So I believe the Friday Night Smackdown, which would be on the 18th, I think, whatever the date is for the next Friday Night Smackdown, mm-hmm. will be live. And we'll talk more about some predictions and stuff that on our next show. So we're running out of time, and I wanted to get back to... Oh, the, yeah, the women's money in the bank and who's all in that. So we got um, we got Carmella, Vega, Bliss, uh, Asuka, Naomi, and uh, who else? Sorry, I just lost. Oh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Is so it, did, did, Liz, did Liz make it? Now, yeah, that's why I'm predicting either on this Friday, maybe not this Friday night, not SmackDown. It's either going to be this Friday or next Friday. Um, we'll have talked about that more next Wednesday. But I think you will see a qualifying match or showing you appoint someone and maybe live wrestle someone and win again this Friday well, I night. I thought that's what the stipulations of her beating uh, Zagia. Well, 
even though she Sonya. beat Zega and Carmella, uh, Sonya still has not put her officially in the match. Yeah. So uh, this Friday Night SmackDown, I, I presume Sonya is going to come out and again appoint somebody to wrestle, and then Liv will probably face them and probably win. And then next next one, the live show before the 18th, um, I would expect Liv Morgan be inserted into the Money in the Bank yeah. match. But you know what would be funny is if she if uh, Sonya came out and uh, appointed somebody else and, and Liv says, if I can beat you, I get the last slot. And so her and Sonya have to go at it. That would be interesting, too, because they used to be kind of mates, right? Yeah. So, um, you guys, we're getting a little bit short on time, so there's a few more notes I wanted to mention that I had. I'll, I'll let you finish on any notes you, you have. Oh, God. Um, but uh, Belair and Bailey was confirmed, changed to an I Quit match for Money in the Bank. Yeah. And uh, at this time, when I put the pull-up for that, uh, Bailey was actually ahead 60-40. All right. Um, That'd be cool. My pick on that is I still want a hair match. Until <laughs> I get my hair match, I don't care. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, I think Bailey has a really good chance of winning this. Yeah, I think she does too. But uh, I think what we need to do is uh, I think they need to end it after this and let it build up again. And then finally, uh, when they wrestle and if she uses that hair again, then it becomes a for all out freebird hair match. Well, and another thing too is I mentioned earlier, we could see Becky Lynch and we could see Sasha Banks as well enter on one of these last two uh, SmackDowns. Yeah, you're right. So you guys, it, it could be, uh, it could anything could possibly. I know this because I looked at all they verified need some on, excitement going, or right. they're going to lose. Well, you guys, this has been an awesome podcast today. Thank you for listening to Talking Trash with. The Outlaw Michael Kopsick and Whispering Eagle. I say become an outlaw because you're wanted. And I say come and spend another hour with us next Wednesday. And you'll get more informed. And we will talk more trash about the WWE. Talking trash by the Outlaw Michael Kopsick and Whispering Eagle. See you next Wednesday.